you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one sitting at the intended audience as everybody. So today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Anthony Vo, on what his role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Anthony. How are you doing today? Hi, Tony. I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's such an honor to be on this, and I would like to say thank you for having a platform for others to learn more about the informa- uh, pharmacy informatics field. Yeah, of course. You know, like I started this because I was not able to find something like this as a student, and uh, and even afterwards, you know, when I was working, and I was like, oh, like I I don't hear any or many podcasts out there about pharmacy informatics. So, um, yeah, and I'm actually glad that um a lot of people have been very open to being on a podcast, especially, you know, uh, even residents like like you, right, to be open on um, being on the podcast as a guest and um, being able to share what you do so everyone else can learn from you guys. So, so yeah, thank you for taking some time on, out of your busy day to do that. Of course. Thank you for having me. For the listeners to learn a little bit more just uh, specifically about you, I guess, can you just tell us a little bit about, your, about yourself, maybe like, you know, why you got into pharmacy and why you got into pharmacy informatics? I completed my PG, uh, sorry, my PharmD at the University of Southern California in 2017. Went on to complete a PGY1 in community practice at USC as well. And now I am currently a PGY2 in pharmacy informatics at Loma Linda University, where I work with pharmacy administration and the Epic Willow team. And the reason why I transitioned from the community practice residency into a pharmacy informatics residency is because I've always been fascinated with technology, as I believe it has definitely revolutionized the world from the way we either communicate or receive information from each other. And it's continually expanding and improving. And I believe that so health requires that revolution as well. And I believe that so all the um, opportunities that are inside of pharmacy informatics can definitely lead us to that place in that revolution. So I was able to learn more about pharmacy informatics during one of my AFI rotations in pharmacy school. I was able to stumble upon it as an elective rotation. And through that, I was able to work with my preceptor on creating a more streamlined and standardized workflow for pediatric oncology patients. And this definitely left an impression with me and seeing how his changes within the system impacted the patient care. And it's not just for one patient that he's working on, it's on a wide scale. And that's what really led me to pursue a pharmacy informatics career. And since it combines my interest in technology and also a clinical background, but it also utilizes a creative and uh, problem solving skills, which I've been able to develop through my PGY-1. So that's interesting. I didn't know that you you had your first experience with the pediatric oncology based informatics, which is kind of like really, really complicated because that's what I'm doing like half time right now. And um, I'm curious enough to want to ask you right now if what you experience in pediatric oncology informatics is kind of like what you're seeing in your training or if it's if pediatric oncology seems like it's an, another specialty where you would have to to gain additional workflow knowledge, like like what are your thoughts on that? So my preceptor, he actually worked on uh, mostly oncology patients. So he's one of the beacon analysts, which is one of the oncology uh, modules of Epic. So he was more trained in, in oncology, so he knew more about it. For me, I was like 
looking at my RX prep book and just going through like my notes, trying to look up things on guidelines on how to proceed with this. So I wasn't well trained to know more about I wasn't well trained in the pediatric oncology side, but I was willing to learn about it. He was going to help me through it as um, as he's precepting me through the knowledge of having this background. But for myself, I had to definitely learn more. My current training is more about general pharmacy because I'm part of the Willow team. But Beacon is a special oncology module that mo- another highly trained oncology pharmacist would normally be a part of. Awesome. Awesome. So you, you said that you're more in the general team for Willow. So I was curious about your PGY1. Like how did your, I guess, your general knowledge in the community practice residency, how did that play into getting you prepared to be, uh, to have that perspective for being successful in PGY2? My experience in my PGY-1, I would say, has been invaluable to me. As it wasn't a general hospital practice residency, it was community-based. It improved my critical thinking and problem-solving skills since I would encounter problems that would be managerial-based or would be training-based. So those are a little bit different than my clinical backgrounds that you learn during school. So it required me to really think of analyzing the situation, really thinking of all the possible solutions I can and to see what was the root cause and how is this addressing that potential problem. And that's definitely what I do now. I investigate a lot of errors, seeing um, how did this get ordered? How did this get done? And then what way can we mitigate that without uh, as a potentially to stop other providers from doing the same exact thing or either changing a lot of the the way that we're working in our workflows. Is this efficient? Is this the best way to do something? Or And if that not, what can we do to change it? So during my PGY-1, we implemented a medication synchronization program towards near the end of my residency. And I had to train people on it and then also see how it was going on follow-up visits and seeing was this truly easier for them to use than the current system of the book-based system, which was a physical system as opposed to electronic-based system. And it was just that transition that required training and incorporate that into the workflow. And that's, I use that same skills now where we implemented a QTC monitoring program or implementing uh, antibiotic stewardship programs. Are those systems able to um, incorporate into our workflow easily or is it something that requires a little more thinking, a little more optimization and revisiting and then re-implementing. Awesome. Awesome. So you did mention about training and I, I think from from my understanding the the USC PGY1 programs, a, a lot of them have the additional benefit of um, issuing you guys a teaching certificate uh, through their program. So the skills that you learn in teaching, how have those been instrumental in your ability to implement projects and train the staff today? I believe that it really helped me in terms of addressing my audience because I remember when we were first learning about teaching, it was, remember, you're talking to pharmacy students, know your audience, know what their knowledge level is, make sure to address that type of level of knowledge and then try to instill some clinical background and instill some more additional knowledge, but definitely don't go into the higher end clinical as someone you would teach as a practicing pharmacist right now, someone that has advanced practice pharmacy degree. It's more knowing your audience, knowing what they know and addressing it. There's so much technical terminology that we use in the pharmacy IT department that when we sometimes accidentally say it to our users, they look at us like, what are you talking about? And we 
have to learn like, oh, we're talking about this. Like instead of saying, oh, an order question, we'll say, oh, it needs an LQL. And they're like, not sure what that is. And so it's really addressing your audience and knowing who you're speaking to, knowing where they're coming from and knowing how to help solve the problem by course, you being able to take in their knowledge and then instilling your own on them. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I really relate to that. Because sometimes when I when I teach people about informatics, and I mention things like BCMA, CPUE, CDS, and I forget that, you know, this may be an intro course, then they, they all look at me funny. It's like, what are all those acronyms? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going back to like, what you're doing in your PGY2. So a lot of students that are interested or, you know, PGY1 residents who are interested in, in learning more about the PGY2 program, they would go to the showcases and learn about these programs on paper. But it's a little bit difficult sometimes to look at this pro- these programs on paper or look at them online and kind of just say, oh, the- this is like a very brief overview of what the PGY2 program is about. But in terms of you, as you actually experience it yourself, what can you kind of like say, maybe just summarize um, some of the things that you did in your program or how it's structured? And I understand too, like one program to the next program is going to be different. But, you know, like, what did you experience just so that the listeners can get an understanding of um, an, an example of a, a PGY2 program? The structure of my residency is mostly longitudinal based, which is funny because that's how my PGY1 was, which isn't like many other residencies, which have the six-week rotation-based system. And then for me, the only times I ever had a rotation that was really short, I would say, would be my uh, hospital practice rotation and my IT rotation. So the reason why we had a hospital practice at the very beginning is because they want me to understand the workflow of different pharmacists and of different specialties. So I was doing my hospital practice, just going around with different pharmacists, going to different floors, services, seeing what they're doing so that when I come in to do my longitudinal uh, rotation uh, as a pharmacy informatics, I was able to speak to, oh, this is how they do this. This is what they currently do. And when we put this in, it may disrupt this, it may be difficult for them to be able to do this. And my other one was my IT rotation, which is based on like the ADS systems, the robots, the med carousels, and anything in terms of the actual physical hardware that we had. But other than that, my entire residency was all pharmacy informatics based. So I worked as part of the pharmacy Willow team in the Epic department, where I would either build things or I would do the daily maintenance, such as adding medications to the med list, uh, BCMA, making sure that the barcodes are scanning appropriately, or do I need to configure a new one? And also assisting in clinical decision support. And so when I first started, we were actually implementing a shared-based protocol for preeclampsia. So those are to uh, alert any nursing staff that, oh, this patient has preeclampsia based on too high blood pressure readings. Now we have to start the preeclampsia protocol that has been started So until a physician is able to get there and assist. It's a ner- nursing-based workflow, but that was something that was being implemented during my residency. So I was able to assist on that, seeing our the drugs are appropriate, is the logic appropriate, and is all the like, timing appropriate at what time, and based on the readings. So it was a lot of work in terms of that. And then also during my residency, we did two upgrades. So Epic has a version upgrade every few months based on specific things that they want to implement into the system. And then also we had a myriad of go live. So we implemented Epic at one of our 
um, other campuses, the Lumble and the Marietta campus. We converted them from Cerner to Epic, and I provided at the elbow support and provided on the flat bill for adjusting the system to their workflow because they're a relatively smaller hospital to the uh, main campus. And so we have to adjust based on how their workflow works there. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's a lot of stuff that you had to do. So, you know, in your, in your PGY2, it's like a longitudinal, but it's still like you get to do a lot of different things. So I guess if you had to choose one kind of like skill that you learned from your PGY2 that you think is the most valuable, what, what do you think it would be? So I think one of the biggest things is being part of the team. And working as a team because so we have a ticket-based system and working as a team is very important for it because lots of times there will be things that come in from one pharmacist that completely is the opposite of another pharmacist request, which is the opposite of another pharmacist request. It's really odd that we have three different requests that are not the same from three different people. And so we would have to work as a team to come together and decipher the ask and then also bring it to up to pharmacy administration working with them to go, this is the ask that we have received and they are different, yet they are all clinically appropriate for different specialties. What do you want to do with this? Is there a standardization that we're supposed to have as an entity? Is there something that we should address in terms of the specialties? Should we create specific order-related questions or related smart uh, texts? Or anything like that. So it's working as a team with not just my Epic Willow team, but it's also with pharmacy administration and end users to create the final end product that's most safe for the patient and the most clinically relevant for the patient. Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things that, you know, I'm sure you get this question too. A lot of students or even other pharmacists ask, uh, ask about like, how, how do I get into pharmacy informatics? And, um, you know, we have like maybe three types of people who would ask that. One is someone that's currently in pharmacy school and one that's a, the second one is a, someone that's working as a pharmacist now. And then the third is someone that is finishing up their PGY1 program, right? So what do you say to that question if they ask you uh, how to get into pharmacy informatics? For students, I would say there are lots of opportunities as a student to do things in informatics in terms of you have to take initiative, of course. It's not something that is already existing, a lot of times you would have to seek it out yourself. We have students that come in and shadow us from our entity, but you also can, every single health system that you're out, that's out there has someone that's in pharmacy informatics and reaching out to them, just expressing interest. They will, I think, more than likely let you come on and shadow with them. I believe that just being open to a different type of field is also very good, especially because as a student, you ha- that's the time you can explore the most and you can look into it. For me, I looked into uh, pharmacy in France as a fourth year student, but I was it was something I was looking into prior to that. And I wanted to get more experiences, which is why I decided to do um, an app rotation with it and then pursue it after my PGY1. For someone that's currently a pharmacist, I believe that you are working in the pharmacy system, which is perfect. That value on the front lines of working is definitely valuable. The experience there allows you to speak to inefficiencies and workflow optimizations, come up, and then being able to come up with viable solutions to these, and then asking administration to assist in informatics-related projects can definitely help. It's something that I would say it's never never hurts you to ask something and then being persistent about it 
which is something that one of our our next residents, she was a forking pharmacist, and now she's coming back after a PGY one a few years back to to do a PGY two in pharmacy informatics. But she assisted on pharmacy informatics related projects at her current workplace before she decided to do her PGY two. She just wanted to do it because she wanted to, an experience in it, but it's not like it's something that was out of the realm that she was already able to do under her pharmacy administration. And then for people completing their PGY-1, I would say if you were in your during PGY-1, there was opportunities potentially to do a pharmacy informatics rotation. But also after doing it, doing a PGY-1 provides you a wealth of knowledge that you can utilize into your into informatics. You have all that clinical knowledge that you were instilled in multiple different settings. You saw um, you're able to explore the entire health system from different fields, from the ED to the to the floor pharmacist, and you were able to see anything that was an error. So common errors are great to know about, especially in the informatics field. Is this order always wrong, and why is it always wrong? Is there a way to mitigate this situation, and is there a way to create something in the system to prevent these errors from occurring? In terms of pharmacists are catching and editing it, but is this definitely the best use of pharmacist time to always fix an error that is commonly made? And all that op- all that workflow optimization is definitely part of the pharmacy informatics team. And that's using your clinical knowledge and training to assist in those initiatives to aid in the best care for the patient. And we have become more reliant on our health system in terms of it providing us accurate information, providing us everything that we need that we can just kind of look at it without, we can look at, we rely on our health system so much that when we order things, we assume that everything that's in there that is correct. Although a lot of the pharmacists still are able to catch it and and edit all the potential errors in the order, that is something that is not the best use of a pharmacist time that can be done by the pharmacy informatics team to prevent errors and orders and allow pharmacists to do more clinical works that they can do on the floors, rounding with their patients, and ensuring that every single patient in the hospital is receiving the best care possible. And that's why I think pharmacy informatics is so important that you can impact patient care on such a wide scale as in terms of the entire entity. And that's why I think that anyone that really, no matter if you're a pharmacy student, pharmacist, or a, one that's someone that just completed their PGI-1, to do to be part of the pharmacy informatics team, no matter in what way, either being on the team or aiding the team, I believe that your background is very important to any clinical initiative, even teams that aren't pharmacy related. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you for providing that advice, especially, you know, for uh, dividing it up to, you know, each type of audience member, uh, kind of like, as you said before about knowing your audience. And um, I, I guess if people wanted to reach you, if they had more questions specifically to you, um, is there a best way that they can reach you at? You can reach me at my email, anthonyliambo at gmail.com. That's A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-I-E-M-V-O. Or you can reach me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll be putting a, a link to your LinkedIn and also to your email in the show notes for anyone who, who is uh, interested in reaching out. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me. And it was a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs> thank you for having this podcast, like I said before. And I also reached out to you when I was applying for PGY2s in informatics. So thank you so much. And I'm glad that you now can share 
all this of a bunch of other pharmacists. All right. If you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool. Patient care is the goal.